All right. Hello. Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Callie, and this is The Things I Learned from My Eating Disorder, a space that I have created to share with you everything I learned and am still learning um, about myself and about life from my eating disorder. So before I get started, um, I'm kind of going in order of importance with these episodes, kind of. Like, it's all important, but I'm trying to go in some some sort of order here. So if you're new, if this is the first time you're tuning in, I do recommend that you go to the first episode where I talk about my personal story and then um, go from there. All right, so... Today, I am so excited to talk about this one. So the lesson that I'll be talking about today is probably the one that was the most pivotal for me. Um, And so the lesson is that throughout all the years that I engaged in binging um, in my disordered eating, I was never actually hungry for food. I was hungry for life. Okay, this realization, it was the true turning point for me. It was like this just light bulb moment where I was like, oh my God, I don't need to do this anymore. I get it. Like, I I understand why I've been doing this all these years. And from there, my healing just exponentially accelerated. So what do I mean when I say that I was hungry for life? Well, we can kind of look at it from like a literal viewpoint. Um, You know, I have always had this underlying just love and reverence for the natural world and just this, this desire to experience all of the beauty in this world. Um, yeah, I've just always had this, always just been in complete awe of nature. But also, I think it's really more about the energy of the word life and like the energy that that word conveys. Um, you know, uh, there's there is an aspect of my personality, and really. I'm still discovering, rediscovering this part of me, but there is an aspect of my personality that is just larger than life. Like when I'm passionate about something, I'm passionate about that thing. When I'm happy and excited, like I want to express that fully. I want to shout from the rooftops. 
I want to tell everyone I know I want to dance around. Like I, I'm an enthusiastic person. Um, but the thing is, is that, you know, as I think back up and, you know, back on my life up until now, I have never met somebody else who mirrored back to me that same passion and enthusiasm and joy. I have never met someone who was able to receive the passionate energy that I was giving off and respond in an equal manner or, or get as excited and enthusiastic as I was. Like, you know, when, when you're talking to someone about something that you're just super into and you're getting all amped up and your, your, your mouth's running like a mile a minute, you're stumbling over your words. Um, and then they just react like they couldn't care less or they react like you're crazy. Like they're like, like, this is stupid. Like, why are you so excited about this? Like they react in that kind of way. And then you just get this sense of like disappointment and bitterness that, oh, well, they don't like this thing. Yeah. Like, I think, I think I've had a lot of those experiences in my life um, where the other person didn't react well <laughs> to my energy. And over time, I just subconsciously began to dim my light, my energy, my passion. You know, I was being shown that no one else responded to life in such an, an awestruck and an, an enthusiastic way. And so, and so I internalized that I needed to like like turn myself off or, or basically mute myself that, that I was being different. Different isn't safe. And so I needed to dim my passion for life so that I could fit in with everybody else, you know, so that I didn't, you know, so people didn't think that I was weird. Um, and actually, you know, as I'm thinking about it, I was in a relationship, uh, a few years ago and one of the, one of the, like the biggest things that always bothered me about my partner was that he didn't really seem to have any real lust for life. Like I specifically remember saying that after we broke up like he always, he just kind of reacted to life in a very monotone, subdued manner. And that was something that always frustrated me. Um, and knowing what I know now, of course, it makes sense that I attracted someone like that to me. Because, because really, you know, we attract to us people that mirror our own state of being our own subconscious conditionings if you will 
And so he was mirroring back to me how I had dimmed my own hunger for life. And that's why it bothered me so much. It's so interesting. Seriously, like if you want to know more about yourself, just just think about your friends, your partner, your family, and, and think about the things that they do that bother you. Because really, that's just them mirroring to you, mirroring back to you, your own subconscious patterns and conditionings. It's so interesting. (laughs) Um, But I'm getting like super off topic now. So go back to what I was originally talking about. Um, So yeah, so I had been shown that it's not really okay to have such a hunger for life and, and for experiences and for nature and all that. So I just gradually dimmed that aspect of me and food became the substitute. That's the important thing to realize here is that food became the substitute. Food gave me that same kind of like feeling of love and joy that life, you know, that I wasn't expressing um, basically out into the world. Food gave me those same feelings that I had forgotten how to express myself or find within myself. Okay. So, you know, that hunger was still there. That hunger for life was still, you know, simmering below the surface, but, um, because I had really shoved it in the corner, I wasn't able to see it for what it actually was anymore. So I substituted food and the more I ate, the more I suppressed my hunger for life. And that cycle just kept continuing on and on and on until I became conscious of it. And the moment I became conscious of it, of that cycle, I started to remember that, yes, I do have a hunger for life. Yes, I am a passionate person. I am a joyful person. I do react to life with enthusiasm. I want to experience all the beauty that this world has to offer. I want that. And it's okay to want that. It's okay to be all those things and have all those feelings. It's okay to be different and have passion where others don't. Like that's, that's the beauty of all this, right? You know, that, that we are all so different that we do all have different passions. Um, and then together that makes the whole, like how boring if we were all the same. Right. And so Basically, what I'm trying to say here is that it's okay if people don't mirror back to me the passion that I have 
about certain things or, or just the passion that I have for life in general, because I don't need that external validation anymore. That's, you know, that's basically what I was looking for. I was looking for somebody else, something else to validate my own love for life. Um, but I, I can validate myself now. You know, if someone doesn't have the same level of joy as me, that's their problem. <laughs> um, it doesn't say anything about me. It doesn't say, it does not say anything about me. I, I get to own my joy and my happiness and my passion for life now. I get to own that. And I mean, you know, it, easier said than done, right? But the more, the more I practice self-validation, the easier it gets. You know, of course, of course, I've, I've been seeking external validation my whole life. Of course, I still find myself seeking it. But as long as I stay conscious of when I'm seeking that external validation, it's not a problem like because I, I, I can fix it. I can, I can correct that as long as I stay conscious. It's, it's the second that we become unconscious of our behaviors that we start to engage in these coping mechanisms like binging. Yeah. Yeah, and you know what the kicker was? <laughs> Like not only not only was I suppressing my hunger for life with food, but but my eating disorder put me in such a headspace that I just completely missed out on life all those years. Seriously, like there were so many things I didn't do because I felt shame about my body, about myself. Um, you know, I, I became more and more withdrawn. I let go of a lot of friends. I passed up on a lot of fun opportunities. And when I was out in public or with people or whatever, I was so, I was so concerned the whole time about my body, what it looked like, what other people were thinking about me. Um, if there was food around, I was like hyper aware of it. So basically I was never really present. I was never in the moment. I was never present with any experiences that I had during that time because my mind was always on something else. And one thing, one thing that really stands out um, you know, I was always that person that was super uncomfortable dancing in front of people. Like I hated that. I hated going to school dances. I hated going to parties because I just thought everybody was watching me and making fun of me. And I didn't, I didn't want to like show my body. Um, but now I freaking love dancing. Like I love just blasting music and moving my body. And that's definitely something that is starting to come back to me 
as I'm learning to own my joy and express, express my passion again. Um, and, you know, from a, from a physiological standpoint, we can take it there, you know, all that food that I was eating, you know, all the, the heavy, dense, processed food, that was completely blocking the flow of my life force energy. So not only was I missing out on life, but I didn't even have the energy for it. I was so weighed down and, and blocked up by the food itself. So, yeah, so I think, you know, the, the moral of the story here or, or the lesson here is become conscious of your own hunger for life, your own passions and joy and enthusiasm. You know, what are the things that just light you up? And in what ways are you suppressing it? What ways are you using substitutions? Begin to notice when you find yourself seeking external validation for your own passion and joy and notice how you feel in your body, not emotionally, but how you physically feel in your body when people don't mirror back to you your own passion and enthusiasm. And as soon as you become conscious of that stuff, you get to reclaim those aspects of you. You get to reclaim the aspect of you that is joyful, that is in love with life, that is enthusiastic. You get to do the things that light you up regardless of how anybody else reacts to it. Because it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. It doesn't mean anything about you, how the other person reacts. And I think, I think that's it. I think that's, that's all I've got for this lesson. Um, definitely an important one. If it resonated with you, as much as it resonated with me, I would really love to know, you know, if you received anything from this episode, please let me know. You can DM me on Instagram. You can email me. Um, my information will be in the show notes. I'd love to hear from you. So yeah. So here's to rediscovering our inner joy and owning our love of life. All right. I'll see you in the next episode.